Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Welcome. I'm Carrie Lucas, president of IWF, and I'm here with IWF Julie Gunlock. Julie, thanks so much for being with me. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Thanks. Great. Well, you know, Julie, we've heard some really disturbing news um, about uh, the spread of measles in parts of the yeah. Pacific Northwest. And this seems like a real shock to those of us who um, who know about the um, availability of, of vaccines that prevent these um, diseases yeah. like this. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, it is. It is really scary what's happening in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Washington State has actually declared a public emergency because there has been an outbreak of measles, an out-of-control outbreak of measles in Clark County, Washington. Um, 53 people, mostly children, are infected. One child is, is, is hospitalized. He is in serious condition. Um, and now the, another four cases have been confirmed in uh, Oregon, um, just over the border in Oregon. So it is spreading. Um, and, uh, and again, we've had some cases in King County. Most of this is in Clark County, Washington State. But again, we are starting to see it bleed into to Oregon, and now King County, which includes Seattle, has also um, uh, had a case. So the public health officials there in the state of Washington are, and Oregon are sort of desperately trying um, to get this under control, to contain the, um, the infection as it is, but also to get more people vaccinated. What's so horrifying is that you have um, massive amount of people in the, the Northeast, I'm sorry, rather the Northwest, who are not vaccinated. Um, this is, you know, Oregon, you know, there's, there's a reason that that, um, Oregon and Washington State, there's a reason that that show Portlandia, which sort of makes fun of hippies and sort of liberals. Um, it's a great show, but there is a reason why that show takes place there. Um, there are large pockets of people who don't believe in vaccinations. Um, they think they're, they're suspect of them. They, they think that they're somehow harmful. We know that, you know, there's been, um, since the 90s, there's been this, fault, this myth out there that the MMR, which is the measles uh, vaccine, Measles mumps rubella um, causes or is connected to autism. This was due to a fraudulent study um, that was done in the 90s and, and published actually in the Lancet. The Lancet later retracted it. The doctor responsible for it was um, was charged with actually abusing some of the children that were in the study. He lost his medical license. Um, but that has reverberated. That has been something that um, really created the modern anti-vax movement. Um, and so we have a number of children not vaccinated in that area. One in four kindergarten students during this last school year did not get all of their immunizations um, in Washington state. And there are three schools in the county that is that are now experiencing the outbreak where 40% of kindergartners did not receive the, re the recommended shots before starting school. So what you have here is you have an outbreak um, and for instance, you know, these, these things spread because, you know, an unvaccinated child might, for instance, there was a case where an unvaccinated child visited Israel with their family, got measles, got on a plane, came home and, and it, and, and infected, um, all the people around him. Measles is incredibly contagious. Um, and it can, it, it can basically, um, uh, live in the air for, for quite a while. So it, it can actually, after someone sort of passed through, you can still get infected. So now we have this terrible outbreak and it's really sort of brought awareness to the people there who were sort of comfortably anti-vax. Um, it's now made them sort of wake up. And so now there's been an uptick in vaccinations. That's great news. 
But it is really sad that it took an outbreak like this. That is spreading, by the way. It continues to spread. Um, to remind people of the importance of vaccinations and to sort of debunk some of these myths out there. Paul Offit, who's a, who's an, um, a doctor um, and he's, a, he's a, an immunologist. I'm sorry if I'm getting the, that pronunciation wrong. Um, but he talked about how we haven't, you know, the United States eradicated measles. Um, and so it was gone and it's come back. But he said the reason that um, it's come back is we also eradicated the memory of the disease. People don't remember what it was like to see their friends and family suffer with these diseases. We don't have any concept of what it was like, for instance, to be in an iron lung if you got polio. And so um, this is now making measles, um, these outbreaks of, uh, and other diseases are making these diseases reality again. It's reminding people of how brutal they are, how they can kill, blind, maim. Um, and it's sad that it's taken that um, to get people more interested in, in getting vaccinated. But at least we're starting to see an uptick in vaccinations in the Pacific North Northwest. Yeah, you know, Julie, it's really it's interesting because I feel like it's the thing that, that kind of um, makes me really upset when I hear this, this conversation and hear about, about situations like this is that we all know that there's some people who actually can't get vaccinations. If your right. child has has certain times where I believe um, childhood leukemias or certain kind yeah. of immune deficiencies. That means like this is this is not an option for you, and you are literally depending on on the herd, the um, yeah. the, the herd, herd immunity. Yep. Yeah, you you want everybody who's in your kid's class um, to not be a carrier because your kid is susceptible. So it's yeah. really it's, it's um it's I feel like it's um when you're making a decision like that, it's um it, it's you're putting not just your child at risk, but others who have, have no choice. Um, well, there's, you know, a, it, there's a yeah. there's a social there's a social contract. We all share responsibility when it comes to these these infectious diseases. We share responsibility for our neighbors, not just ourselves. And we have a responsibility in a civil society to protect ourselves from these diseases, so that we do not spread them on to other people. This is, um, you, know, the, you know, even staunch libertarians, you know, who say, look, you know, you should have control over your body and you should control everything. You know, many of them say no when it comes to infectious diseases where you can innocently, not on purpose, but kill someone. It is part of the social contract to 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 protect yourself so that essentially you can protect your neighbor. Um, it's interesting that Washington State now, liberal Washington State, is now talking about forcing, forcing parents to immunize their children. Now, as pro-vaccination as I am, I am against this because I think that gets into some creepy stuff. I don't like the idea of the government forcing you to do anything. Even though, as I just said, these people are in violation of the social contract and they could actually kill someone. But I think there's another way to do this. Look, every, there, every state in this country, except three states, California, Mississippi, and West Virginia, every other state's state allows a parent to reject vaccinations for non-medical reasons, okay, such as, such as religious or personal beliefs. Now, the reason that this is problematic, and I've actually written about religious exemptions, which there is no religion in the United States, no recognized formal religion in the United States. I mean, there might be some random cult, but there's no, rec no formal recognized religion that advises um, that is officially anti-vaccine. Now, there is some question about Christian scientists who do reject um, sort of medical intervention. But it's interesting, the, the head of the Christian Science Church has actually spoken about this and has said, no, we do not 
we do not advise people not to get vaccines. We tell them, go ahead and get your vaccine, but then pray that nothing goes wrong. So they, they believe in, in prayer to heal. But when it comes to infectious diseases, they seem to understand that they have a responsibility to advise their congregation to protect their children so that they can protect other people. They see a moral reason there. And so there's really no religious uh, exemptions that should be allowed. And then on personal beliefs, this is the big catch-all, okay, when you have people who sort of just decide they're, they're anti-vax. They're not particularly religious, but they just are like spooked, right? Because they Googled vaccine, vaccines and saw a million theories out there and Jenny McCarthy and Oprah and a bunch of people saying they're bad. That's where the personal belief thing comes in. Now, look, you get rid of religious and personal beliefs, and there's really no way that you can avoid um, participating in publicly funded things. So if you don't have vac- if you're not vaccinated, you don't get to go to public school. I really think also doctors need to be harder on this and reject patients from their private practices if they don't get vaccinated. I think religious leaders need to get on the pulpit and say, vaccinate your kid is the moral thing to do. So I think there are ways to really um, to encourage people to vaccinate without forcing them. Again, the word force, any kind of government force makes me nervous. Um, but I do think there needs to be harsher consequences for people who don't vaccinate. And again, things like just you are not allowed to participate in publicly, publicly funded services. And, and that includes, I think, welfare services. So, um, so I, again, I think there are ways to persuade people without forcing them. Yeah, you know, it, that's, that's interesting. And I think there could be an interesting conversation about um, about the religious exemption issue, because if there are people who can show that they have, um, you know, a true religious objection to this, and that that is, this is part of their um, of their um, true demonstrated faith, I think that would be such a small community that um, that's truly in that camp that I could imagine trying to carve something out for um, for them. Um, yeah. But um, but this but the casual, because I do think a lot of this. Um, is, is laziness. I think or, or laziness and, and, and kind of buying into hype and thinking, ah, oh, who cares? I don't need to do it. And um, yeah. kind of believe that you're going to be safe and thinking kind of in a, like, I will only eat organic type of way that I don't right. want to put anything foreign into my kid's body. And I do think that is really the um, kind of the, the well, hubris that we've been allowed to have as people who've lived in the modern world where we've never seen this before. Um, well, you're right. Uh, you're right. Pers- per- the personal belief catch-all is the one we really have to worry about. I mean, I certainly do think that there are, there may be Again, I don't think there's recognized sort of formal um, religions, but um, the Amish community, for instance, probably does exactly. not want to be yeah. vaccinated. So, so, so certainly there there can be, and you're right. That's why herd immunity is so important to not only catch, um, it, you know, herd immunity is supposed to, you know, when there is an actual religious um, reason, those people are supposed to be protected, but also those who are um, immunocompromised, like people fighting cancers, newborns don't get their vaccines right away. You have to wait up to six months to get some vaccines. And then the very elderly, sometimes they also can't be vaccinated. So this is, these are the people they were supposed to, to, to herd immunity is supposed to protect these people, not, you know, the entire population of Clark County and their crazy anti-vax parents who don't immunize their children. So anyway, this outbreak hopefully will bring more awareness, more education, and hopefully we'll see some changes. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that would be a, um, a silver lining to a very dark, dark cloud. So, yeah. Julie, thanks, Julie, thank you so much um, for uh, for doing this with me today. Um, everybody out there, go get your, make sure your kids are vaccinated. Get your own vaccinations if you haven't had them. Um, and uh, if you like this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and come visit us at IWF.org, where all issues are women's issues. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or 
stop by iwf.org for similar content.